Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. And this podcast is for you if you want to be a better speaker, facilitator, presenter or trainer. It's full of practical tools, tips and techniques to help you be better. This podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. Picture the scene. You've just delivered a conference speech. You're feeling pretty good about yourself and maybe overrun slightly. Maybe you put one too many slides in. Uh, Maybe not all the audience seemed quite as engaged as you would have liked. And then you get to that bit near the end and you check your watch and you've maybe allowed five minutes for this. You you might only have a minute or two, but yeah, maybe it's going to be all right. So, You get to the end of your presentation and you go, so in conclusion, you finish your last few bits and pieces and you then go, so I'm now going to throw the floor open to questions. Are there any questions? Now, you know what happens next. You've imagined this moment many times before and you pretty much have visualised exactly what's going to happen next. And that is nothing. No one. Is going to ask a question, not a single person. In fact, from the back of the hall, you hear one person coughing. And at the corner of your eye, you see somebody on the front row glance at their watch and then glance back up at you, wondering whether you're going to finish soon. Well, if there are any questions, you might continue. If there are any questions that you don't want to ask now, then I'm going to be around a little bit longer. I mean, if you don't, if you do, you have any questions? I mean, if you if you do have questions, you realise you're rambling a little bit at this stage, and you decide to bring it to a definite end. Because if you do have questions and you don't want to ask out now, just just drop me an email or um, come and find me over there by the coffee machines where I'll be sobbing and contemplating my career. Right. Well, if there are no questions, uh, that's all. Thanks very much, and and off you go to the sound of silence. Now that single experience that I've just explained, many people have had before. Are there any questions? And there are never any questions. In fact, are there any questions seems to be a prelude for an absolute, all-encompassing, dark, velvety silence, punctuated only by a bell ringing in the distance and perhaps a, a tumbleweed drifting by in the background. The problem is the question's not very good. The problem is also where the question goes is a terrible place to ask questions. Now, I know that's going to upset you. You've got to ask questions at the end because everyone does. You've got to ask questions at the end because it's expected. You've got to ask questions at the end because that's what you've been told. But first of all, you might not have to ask questions at the end. And in fact, I very, very rarely ask questions at the end. Now, in formal pitches... um, That's different because clearly you're going to explain what your proposal is and then your potential audience, uh, sorry, your potential buyers are going to um, have the right to ask questions about what you've explained. Sometimes in highly formatted presentations, there might be some questions at the end. But in most cases, I'll simply say, no, I'm not doing questions at the end. And most organisers or most managers or clients will go, oh, okay. But instead, what I want to do is to have questions throughout the presentation. But that's difficult because then you come back to that horrible silence. So what I'm going to give you in this episode is just one single tool. But this tool uh, is one of those that has been commented on 
favourably for all the years I've been using it. So many speakers have come back to me and said, that thing that you told me about, oh my goodness, it works. Though we sound slightly surprised, which irritates me, as though I told them something that might not work. But <laughs> I promise, if you make this slight change to how you ask for any questions, are there any questions? Does anyone have any questions? You will notice they're all closed questions. Now, a closed question can be answered yes or no. Any questions can be answered no. Are there any questions? Can be answered no. Does anyone have any questions, please, for the love of humanity? Can still be answered no. And this is important because in most conference settings, most people don't really want to stick their heads up above the ramparts because it could be embarrassing. They might make an idiot of themselves. They might embarrass themselves. They might ask a stupid question. It doesn't matter how many times you say there are no things as stupid questions. There are stupid questions and sometimes people ask them. And people are acutely aware of that. And it's embarrassing sometimes having to ask a question even in front of 10 or 15 or 20 of your colleagues, let alone several hundred. So when you say, are there any questions, and you ask a closed question, the answer is always going to be no. Pretty much. At this stage, let's just deal with something. You may have succumbed in the past to planting a stooge or a plant to ask you a question. You may have thought this is a really brilliant wheeze. I have seen countless times when I've said, right, at this point, we're going to you know, ask some questions, whatever else. Some clients will go, do you think we should put a couple of questions planted in the audience just to make sure that the audience starts to get involved? No is the answer. If you've ever done that, and I know you have, if you've ever seen that happen at somebody else's presentation, and you definitely have, then you know how artificial it looks, sounds and feels. So your plant asks their plant-like question. Everyone knows it's a plant question. The, the, the person on stage looks relieved because it's the question they're expecting. It, it's, just, it's just rubbish. Don't do it. Right? Ditch that as an idea. The real question is what do you need to ask that virtually compels your audience to want to ask a question themselves? What do you need to ask in a way that makes your audience want to get involved? And the key to this is moving away from a closed question. Are there any questions? Do you have any questions? Does anyone please have any questions? All of which can be answered no and will be answered no. And instead to ask a question that forces your audience's brains to go into a trans-derivational search. Sounds cool, doesn't really matter if you know what it is, but I'm going to tell you, a transderivational search means the person goes inside themselves, your brain, my brain, everybody's brain does it, and starts to make sense of what's just been asked. You see, if I say to you, do you have any questions, the answer without a moment's thing is no. But if I say to you, what questions do you have? Fundamentally, the construction of that question, because it's an open question, it can't be answered yes or no, it begins with, it's rooted around, it's built on an assumption. What questions do you have? Well, the assumption is that you have questions. So for your brain to be able to understand that question, it has to go along with the assumption that there are questions. Because if it doesn't accept that there are questions, then the question itself makes no sense. What questions do you have? Well, if the questions don't exist, then that can't be understood on any level. 
So therefore, what you're doing is you're forcing your audience's brain to go along with the assumption. What questions do you have? This is when your brain, their brain, performs the trans-derivational search. In order to make sense of the question, they go inside and start to look around for questions. Now, this does not guarantee that suddenly everyone's got a question. But what it virtually compels people to do is to actually think about what's just been said, think about what you've just asked, try to make sense of it, and you will get a massive increase in the number of times when it goes, yeah, I have a question. Now, it is as simple as that. If you make no other changes to any of your presentation, having listened to any of these episodes of Be A Better Speaker, well, I'll be very disappointed, but if you make no other changes except move from are there any questions to what questions have you got, you will see an increase in the number of people that have questions for you. Now, a couple of user's notes for you. You can ask this question at the end and it'll be okay but it is better to ask it mid-presentation. If you've just explained something complicated, if you've just put across something inspiring, if you've just pointed out a problem with a spreadsheet, now is the time to go, what questions have you got? If somebody asks you a question, don't do that rubbish thing that terrible presenters do. Could you just hold that question to the end? Why? They'll have forgotten it. It'll no longer be relevant. If you're saying, oh, I'm probably going to cover that off anyway, just hold on a minute to the next slide, um, you're using your slides too much, you're leaning on your slides too much. If somebody's got a question for you, answer the question. And linked with that, what questions have you got? Ask that throughout the presentation. Second, when you ask the question, you have to look as though you're expecting an answer. So you can't go, what questions have you got? And then a microsecond later say, because if there are no questions, that's fine and I can carry on. But if there are questions, you can ask them or you can email. You've got to just ask that one single thing. What questions have you got? You've got to look relaxed. In my case, I purposely put half a smile on my face. Now, I've seen what my half a smile looks like. In my brain, it's half a smile. <laughs> From the outside perspective, when I've seen it on video, it just looks slightly more relaxed. I've got quite a severe expression, I think, in my, uh, on my face compared to what my brain thinks I'm doing. You need to find something that relaxes your face to make it look absolutely transparent to anybody looking at you that they understand you're waiting. So what questions have you got? And then you've just got to be quiet. You have to look around the room. You have to maybe nod slightly to encourage people to answer. Because if you speak, they will listen to you. But if you leave it as what questions have you got, your audience's brains will have to figure out the meaning of what you just said. And the meaning of what you just said only has a meaning if they have questions. Now, you will sometimes get no response still. You'll sometimes get people shaking their heads going, oh, it's all fine, please move on. But that's probably more response than you're getting at the moment, isn't it? So, having asked what questions have you got and waited and got a question, here's what you're now going to have to do. You're going to have to thank them for the question. You're going to have to say, great question, good point. Yes, I like that. That's a good point. Thank you for that. You've got to be very gracious and giving in your praise of the fact somebody's asked a question. That's what you want them to do, so reward them for it. And then you've got to answer the question. But here's the kicker. Having finished 
answering that question. You do not then say, are there any other questions? Why would you not do that? That's right, because it's a closed question. And the moment you go back into closed questions, you're going back onto the dark side of silence and tumbleweed. You're not going to say anyone else. Just run a check in your brain, please. Because anyone else can be answered yes or no. Is there anyone else? You're just emphasising it differently. It's still a closed question. So instead, when you've asked what questions have you got, you've paused, you've had your first question, you've gone, that's a great question, thank you. You've answered the question. They've nodded, they've smiled. You're then going to look back at the audience and you're simply going to say, what else? That's it. Nothing else, just what else? else and then you're going to be quiet at least as long as you were the first time and what you will find is that somebody else will go oh, I've got a question and they'll ask you a question you'll do the same thing you'll thank them for the question you'll tell them well, it was a great question it was a great challenge you hadn't seen it that way you will give them praise you're encouraging them to ask questions then you will answer their question now you know what's coming up now if you're a fast learner when you finish answering that second question you will then look back to your audience and simply say what else you will not say is there anything else you will not say have we covered everything these are closed questions they can be answered no and they will be answered no you will simply say what else if you get another question you'll do the same thing you will praise them you will thank them you'll give them the answer you'll then look back at the audience and you'll say what else and you will keep doing that it might be five six seven times by the way once you get into this and eventually there'll be nothing else at which point you can go Great, let's move on to something else. Clap your hands or, or click your clicker or whatever you're going to do. Play some music, launch an exercise, tell them to go and do something, put a new slide on, introduce a new idea, and you move on again. That's it. That is the simple way that you get your audience starting to ask you questions. Never, ever, ever, ever ask closed questions. It's always, what questions have you got? You then go quiet. You wait for the answer, uh, for the question. You thank them for the question, you reward them, you tell them it's a great question, you tell them the answer. You wait till you finish, you say, what else, what else, what else? You keep saying, what else? That's it. That's how you get people to engage far more with your presentation. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Be A Better Speaker. If you'd like to help me to keep making these podcasts for you, please consider subscribing right now. Leave a rating or leave a couple of words of encouragement. Be great to hear your reviews. My name's Graham David, expert speaker, and this podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk.